Welcome to Healing or Woohoo. Is it truly miraculous? Or is it... Welcome to episode two of Healing or Woo-Woo. It's a podcast dedicated to alternative healing modalities that are supposed to do wonders for all sorts of people. Well, do they? Or is what we are about to hear, especially in this episode, just plain old woo-woo? <laughs> Pagito Dove is the owner of Discover Meditation Training. She's a master trainer, speaker, and meditation expert who teaches people how to transform pain and fear into joy and inner peace in order to achieve personal happiness and real-world success. She's an internationally recognized author who founded the Laughter Meditation Program and the Laughing Buddha Network to make laughter and happiness accessible to all. Doesn't that sound wonderful? Welcome, Brigitte. Thank you, Mark. I'm thrilled to be here. And I'm excited to have you here, such an internationally specialized lady. But we're going to see just how good she really is. We are. <laughs> My other guest is licensed massage therapist, certified health coach, and level three Reiki, 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 Reiki practitioner and certified tuning fork therapist. A what? A certified tuning fork therapist. Well, I didn't bring my forks in, but I noticed you brought yours in. That's good. Her wonderful business that's busy, busy, busy in Tucson is called Inspired Wellness Tucson. And her name is Lisa Telef. Hi, thank you. Hey, Lisa, it's so good to see you again. And uh, I believe you're very busy at the moment. Yeah, I, um, you know, I moved to Tucson three and a half years ago, and I've had the last couple of months have been busier than my ninth year in Austin. Well, so, let's face it, though, yeah. you didn't have it easy growing up, did you? No. Um, you know, one of the reasons I got into healing arts um, was a really difficult childhood. Uh, both my parents had PTSD, so I consequently grew up with a lot of stress and anxiety and was looking for ways to manage all mm -hmm. of that and uh, balance did not come naturally. I was pretty much attracted to everything that was bad for me. All my favorite habits were terrible for me growing up, mm -hmm. and I was sick most of the time growing up. Oh, you poor devil. Um, Does this include yeah. anxiety and depression? Yes, definitely. Um, so, so, so what, you had a compromised immune system? Yes, I had a lot of illness. Uh, my dad was a chain smoker, so that kind of predisposed me to get infections, and it was like the infection would never heal, where I was constantly on antibiotics, and constantly taking antibiotics for years and years and years is really devastating to your intestinal health. So my immune system just was very delicate, and I just got sick all the time when I was growing up. From what you've said, quite honestly... Uh, two parents with PTSD. It uh, sounds genetic. Uh, yeah, well, to some degree, our, uh, where we fall on the spectrum of happiness, to some degree it's genetic. Um, but then, as Pergito talks about a lot too, there is a lot that you can change with your lifestyle, your practices, what you think about, mm -hmm. what you do every day. So if you just roll out of bed and say, this is how I am, you're probably going to end up depressed if both your parents were depressed. Um, but if you're meditating and exercising and doing all of these modalities that we do to feel better, um, it really can improve 
uh, just your baseline of how you feel day to day. Okay. Well, we're going to hear more about this later. But when did you become more interested in healthy living? Well, I, I started becoming more interested in healthy living in 1993. I just was exposed to some lectures that, you know, brought up things I had never thought about before. And then not long after that, in 95, I was in a very bad car accident. Oh. Hit by a tractor trailer four times. Um, so that caused pretty severe trauma to my neck and head and resulted in frequent migraines, Epstein-Barr virus, neck problems, chronic neck pain. And that really sent me down this rabbit hole of seeking out holistic healing. So that got me going to the chiropractor and acupuncturist and massage therapist. And the more I did massage regularly, the more I realized I had way more in common with my massage therapist than anyone I worked with in my office that Mm. I was working at at the time. Mm. So it was a very life-changing car accident. um, But I had never foreseen then that it would put me on this road to just being like the poster girl for healthy living. Yeah, right. <laughs> I didn't see well, that happening. Well, let's face it, you're meant to be here, so you yeah. can go to heaven after that nasty accident. <laughs> How did this manifest for you? What, what were the obvious signs that were happening to you? You know, severe neck pain, um, migraines, debilitating headaches, um, those kind of things. When I stepped out of the car, it was pretty remarkable. I looked down and said, wow, no cuts, no bruises. I'm fine. I had no idea. I was 20-something years old. You know, I had no idea just how much damage had been caused. Mm-hmm. Um, but things like, oh, I can only turn my head about one or two inches to the left, not all the way like I used to be able to, things like that. Um, but it was really over time, over the course of several years, it turned into you know, an autoimmune disorder where my body would just freak out eating normal foods that everyone else can eat. My body started becoming very sensitive to Mm -hmm. a lot of different foods. Um, So it was kind of progressive over time that Mm -hmm. I actually understood all the damage that had been done. But it took me several years to to realize. (laughs) Well, looking at you now and understanding how successful you are in business and uh, what you've achieved and where you've come from, from that particular time, there's no doubt about it that... uh, uh, you know, if anybody can say, look, I've been there, I feel for you, it's you, Lisa. Yeah. Uh, and I guess patients would relate to that, too. That you oh, have, for you know. sure. You know, I've had clients walk in talking about their sciatica. I'm like, yep, I dealt with sciatica for a couple of years. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> you know, yep, I get migraines, too. I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, so that that is useful to be able to empathize, you know, if you're just the person yeah. who rolls out of bed feeling great every morning to work with people every day who suffer with chronic pain would mm-hmm. be a little We're going to go into depth really. a little bit more mm-hmm. a bit later on why it works, how it works, yeah. uh, because I want to know for sure. Now, Brigitte Dove, what a beautiful name. Is that your real name? My real name. It's on my passport. <laughs> yes, it is my real name. But if you want the story... Uh, well, uh, it's such a you know unusual name, Brigitte yeah, yeah. Dove. It, it's, Brigitte is uh, Hindi from India mm-hmm. and it means song right and it was given to me by my meditation master osho uh, about 35 years ago and then i made it my legal name because i didn't like having these two names my old name and this name and so i just everything now is Pragito dove okay so now that makes sense <laughs> hindi interesting all righty master trainer speaker what is the laughter meditation program and how is that connected to the laughing buddha network the laughing buddha network is a uh, global community i founded so it's on facebook and it's also through my newsletter that people can join my tribe and enjoy the benefits of meditation and of laughter. 
Well, you're known as a leading authority on expressive meditation and founder of the number one expressive meditation training school in North America, and that's called expressive meditation. What is expressive meditation? Expressive meditation is a technique, well, there's a whole range of, of these techniques, actually, the laughter meditation being the most popular. But in the first stage, you are very expressive. So laughter is very expressive. Ha, 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 ha. Yes, mm -hmm. we're expressing our energy outwards. Well, the old expression, laughter is good for the soul, is that right? It is, yes. Okay, okay. Laughter is good for the physical body, for our health, as mm -hmm. Lisa and I have talked about a lot. <laughs> uh, because when we laugh, we relieve a lot, release a lot of tensions from the body. And we also open our hearts when we laugh. And so laughter is very good for relationships. It's an attractor factor for us because it raises our energy vibration and helps us attract good things to us. So it really kicks in the positive law of attraction. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Well, makes a bit of sense. Laughter, happiness, uh, you know, happiness is non-caring of no worries, not allowing those emotions to surround us. Yes. So, so obviously if they're not there, you are going to attract more positivity. Yes, exactly. Okay. And, and the other thing that laughter does, which I love this part, is it helps erase fear, anxiety, and worry from the mind. You cannot be laughing and worried at the same time. <laughs> that's a great trick. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. I know, you know, we're all multi-skilled in some ways, but that, that gets a bit hairy. Yeah. By the way, the accent, by the way, folks, is British-born, London, uh, in the UK. And Brigitte, uh, you had a challenging childhood, too, in a yes. dysfunctional family. Uh, which way does functional, may I ask? Well, I had a very abusive mother, so... Uh, my abuse was different than what happened with Lisa in that I was hurt a lot. My heart was hurt a lot by my mother in particular. And so... Can you tell us why or is that a little too personal? Well, it's just how she was. I mean, she was a very angry, bitter, resentful woman. Right. She was like that till the day she died. What, non-loving towards you? Yeah. And that towards means. everybody. Oh, right. Yeah. She must have been a so very lonely soul. Very narcissistic she was. Why do you think that was? Because of her childhood, probably. Which generation to generation. Yeah, I mean, I don't know much about her childhood, but uh, that's what I assume. So how did you cope growing up with a mother like that? Well, what about your old man, your dad? What about well, him? He was a very kind man, but not in his power. He could not stand up to her. She ruled the household. Oh. And he couldn't stand up to her. So a male doormat, Lisa. A male doormat. So he couldn't stand up for me either. So she just kind well, of sad. trod over everybody. Were you daddy's and, little girl then? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Maybe she was jealous of that. Yeah, I think maybe she was. And then I also had an elder sister who was a carbon copy of my mother. So <laughs> that doubled that... <laughs> problem um so what what i did was i stuffed down my fear 
I was terrified of her. I bet you were. I stuffed down my fear, my pain, and my anger, because I also had a lot of anger, Mm -hmm. and decided to live in my head. So I lived in my head, and that served me very well because I went to college and I got a bachelor's degree in Spanish and French, and then I got a master's degree in education. So my, my mind was working very well, but after college, I, I realized I was just a mess. I was an emotional mess. Mm. And um, I was going from job to job, and I just couldn't seem to settle Regardless of all your wonderful studies and what you'd achieved in your head, yeah, you were still this mess because of because earlier being brought up the way you were. Because of the pain was still there. The but you were suppressing didn't. that down, but you went yeah. to your head. Yeah. See, what I'm getting out of this, Lisa, is a sort of a psychology, isn't it? Well, you know, it reminds me of this idea of uh, repressing your emotions is like trying to hold a beach ball underwater eventually no matter how far you're pushing down it's going to pop up mm-hmm. you know all of those emotional things we don't deal with they're going to find ways of all right. protecting our lesson health, one our girls lesson one is get it off your chest stop suppressing yes, what stop you feel. suppressing all righty <laughs> go out the window you ever see that movie network with a wonderful australian actor peter finch I haven't seen it, no. He put his head out the window and shoulders and screamed to a block of apartments, you know, <laughs> get up, get out, do it, don't stand for it anymore, get it off your chest. It was an amazing scene. And uh, Yeah, that's what you have to do. This is terrific. That's how you cope. Express, express, don't repress. Express, don't repress. Yes. Now, with all this master's degree, you were a mess, you went job to job, you really weren't sure what you were going to do with your life. No, I was not. So how does India bob up? Well, what happened was it got worse before it got better. (laughs) I had got married and I had my my son. And then I I found out my husband was having an affair. And so the marriage fell apart. Poor thing. Another kick in the guts, huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh More pain. Uh, Well, you run a long learning lesson this time around, weren't you? (laughs) So you went to where? Expressive meditation. That's what you studied with an enlightened master. Yes, with Osho in India. Osho. I, I heard about it when I was living in London. I heard about these meditation techniques and I was, I had to get, it was like I had my back against the wall. You know, I had to do something mm-hmm. to get myself out of the situation was in because I realized if I did not heal myself, mm-hmm. I was going to pass all this pain and anger and fear onto my son. We just pass our patterns and our emotions on to our children. Well, I tell you what, that's very non-selfish of you. (laughs) Thank you. I mean, most people wouldn't think that way. You know, it's an I factor. I didn't want him to go through what I had been through mm -hmm. because it was so... Is he doing well now? He's doing fantastic. Is he happy? He's very happy. Oh, that's great to hear. (laughs) Yes. That's something wonderful so far in your life, plus your business, of course. It worked. No, it all worked. Okay. Absolutely. So you released the anger, pain, fear... From what you say is my body mind. Yes. And I found myself, my creativity, joy and laughter, it all returned. Yes, well it was all all it's always there, but it got buried underneath all this pain and anger and fear. Got because st- I just stuffed right. everything down. But as soon as I in India, when I was studying meditation and I started doing these expressive techniques, I could express out my joy 
and my tears in the crying meditation, my anger in the gibberish meditation, my joy of life in the dancing meditation, and heal myself with the humming meditations. That's very healing for the body. Stone the crows. How many meditations are there, for God's sake? Well, there's, there's, <laughs> a, there's over 150 in my book here. Oh, so, the book. Of yes. course, laughter. What's it called now? Laughter, tears, and silence. We'll touch on that. Okay, so you came, what is it? Home to myself. Home to myself. Wow, baby. Now let's get a a little enlightened here. I came home to myself. Where were you? Where did you go, Brigido? I, 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 I left, I was in my head, you know? That's where I was just really living in my head because I shut down from the neck down. Mm -hmm. I just shut everything down because I couldn't handle it. Well, uh, a bachelor's degree in Spanish and French and a master's degree in education, all when you were a mess emotionally. Yes. How does one do that? By going into one's head. Yes. Yes. Well, I, I... Can be done. It can be done. Obviously, I did it. But I think I was very fortunate that I, I've always been very smart. So I had the smarts to, well, to get the degrees and then also to help myself figure out, okay, I've got to fix this. Mm-hmm. I've got to find a way to fix this. Um, I decided that even before I had my son, but when I had my son and I just looked into his beautiful blue eyes and I thought, God, I can't, I could ruin, I could make his life miserable. Yes. Or I could you know, heal myself, and then he won't have to go through all this horrible stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, and as it's turned out, because he now has children, and he's a really wonderful father, so that's a great reward for me to see that... My the, word it is. ...the generations... I, I, let's face it, that's no woo-woo. No, that's it's real. Not. And it's, it's work. So in know? effect, your own personal journey of healing has given you a wealth of understanding, compassion, and wisdom. California now comes into the scene. You studied hypnotherapy and decided to let go of your teaching job. You were a teacher. Yes. And start your own business. Mm-hmm. I admire you for this because teaching job is although lousy money it would have been, but it was regular. When, yeah. you, when you become your own business, you know, yeah. the whole world changes. Exactly. You know, <laughs> and, and the reality yeah. is... Uh, you gave private uh, business sessions and group workshops and trainings, right? That's yes. how you started it. Yeah. And and what happened from there? Well, uh, I had to overcome the fear that all entrepreneurs have to overcome when they start their business, to worry about not bringing in enough money. But I think what I had was I had a vision, I had a purpose, because when I had been in India studying the meditations, it became clear to me that my purpose was to bring all these meditations to the United States and offer them and share them with the American people because they work. I mean... Well, I, I, you know, you're not the first to do that, right, Lisa? Remember back in the 70s, well, you mightn't, but I do, but every Tom, <laughs> Dick and Harry went to India after yeah. they finished college, you know, <laughs> and and they got involved with... It was like Woodstock all over, but it was India, and they got involved with these various uh, Maharishis and different, you know, and I, some smart, you know, well, I'm going to take this back to the States and make a lot of money. Some did. Yes. And even the Indian fellows come out and made a lot of money, didn't they? But they were yeah. genuine, most of them. Oh, yes. I mean, you could take Ram Dass as a, as a great example of that, can't you, who's just passed away. I mean, I think he, he brought a lot of light 
and love and help to people. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel I have for sure. I've had my business for 18 years now, and I have for sure transformed the lives of hundreds of thousands of people around the world with the trainings, the books, the CDs, and all the programs I do. That's fabulous. And uh, Discover Meditation Training, that's her business here in Tucson, Arizona. Easy to look up on Google, right? Yes. And uh, you've got Facebook and all that, but you, do you have a website? Yes, you do. Yes. DiscoverMeditation.com. So if you're listening now and you don't want to wait any longer, <laughs> Discover <laughs> Meditation. That's the beauty of, though, with the podcast. You can still listen while you, you can do that. All righty, young Lisa sitting here. Tell us about Inspired Wellness Tucson. This is your business. It's an LLC. It's a woman-owned business that serves an exclusively female clientele, and she offers a wide variety of holistic healing services, correct? Yes, I do. Well, you know, uh, Pergito mentioned something that um, definitely rings true for a lot of my clients. A lot of folks, it's very common that when you experience trauma, whether it's a physical attack or you know, psychological abuse in the household, it's very common to pull out of your body and exist in your mind and kind of above yourself. And so I do a lot of things that help people feel safe to be in their bodies again. So massage therapy, integrating aromatherapy, hot stone work, cupping if the person wants it. I use silicone cups that don't mm-hmm, make the same mm-hmm. intense marks as the No, I've had Chinese that now. I used does. to just get mm-hmm. decent massages and deep tissue stuff, right? Because I play sport, particularly golf, and I often have a lot of pain. But the reality is um, this cupping business, for those that have heard of it but never seen it, what does it actually do? So it, uh, it does myofascial release, the types of cups that I use. It breaks up the areas under the skin where the muscle groups can get stuck to one another okay and it can impede movement and get in the way of normal range of motion so when you break up those places that are sticky Mm. where things are stuck together it frees up the movement frees up the muscles it helps bring extra circulation into areas that have been so tight that (laughs) they're not getting enough blood Um, so the massage and all that that's the physiological aspect of what i do i also do reiki sessions energy work using tuning forks uh, which I brought a few with me. Yeah, we're going to have a today. look at that. And then I also do wellness coaching um, and work with people in all different areas, not just Tucson, but I have a few clients in other parts of the country, California, mm-hmm. New Jersey, that I work with over the phone. Um, well, there's no here. doubt on the massage. That's mm-hmm. certainly not woo-woo. With right. a decent masseuse, it really works well for you and yep. it's good for the body, right? Yep, the body absolutely. needs it too. Um, and is it true that all nerves finish in the feet? Uh, yeah, body. hands, feet, and ears. Hands, feet, and all ears. The, so okay. that's why acupuncturists can do such effective work with needles in the hands, feet, and ears mm-hmm. that they have reflex lung. points for the whole body there. So, yeah, you can get a lot done. Lisa, for many years I've heard both good uh, and not so good with the results of Reiki. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, I nearly studied it once myself because I was very interested. I, I find that um, even from a young age I, I can do a lot with my hands. You know, and then someone said, you should do Reiki because, you know, uh, for some reason you've got this power. What is it? Why does it work above Mm -hmm. the body without touching the Mm -hmm. body? Mm -hmm. Well, what you're doing when you're doing Reiki is you're channeling universal life force energy. So it's the energy that animates every living being, whether it's a person, an animal, a plant. What happens if I don't believe that? Will Uh, it it work for me? Well, you know, it's kind of... Universal what happens, energy. What happens if you don't believe in gravity? Does it still work? 
Okay. See, it's surrounding us. We don't see it. Good job. No, that, that's a good answer. Just, I'll yeah. accept it. Yeah, it, it is a force. Because um, you know what I mean. You us. get a lot of negatives out there. Oh you? yeah, absolutely. I mean, mm-hmm. and I, I, what's funny is I encountered a couple of people actually. A guy in massage school who was very like deep tissue sports, mm-hmm. sports background, that mm-hmm. kind of. He's like, oh, you do energy work. Okay, do energy work on me. And he meanwhile was doing energy against me, pushing with the shield, oh. where it was like you can't get me. And so I'm like, okay, you're cheating. Like, I can't really do energy work if your whole being is blocking me, you know, where it just seemed like, yeah, that you're that's not really giving it a fair shake. Well, and one of the reasons it can get a bad rap, honestly, Mark, is that one of the rules of cure, one of the things that happens when you do Reiki, um, you know, the body has natural ways of healing. And one of them is to produce an immune response. So you can actually get sick after a Reiki session, and it's not a bad thing. Mm. It's kind of showing this is working, and now your body is actively working Can to Can a person work on themselves things. with yeah. Reiki? Yes. They don't um, need another individual. No. When you There's three different levels that we typically go through with Reiki attunement. So after your first level, you're only qualified to work on yourself. Mm-hmm. You can't be charging money to go out and work on other people when you've Mm -hmm. done level one. So starting at level one, level two, you can do good work on yourself, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, when I was training in it, I was going through my dad had recently died. I was taking care of my mom who had Alzheimer's. And I was married to the wrong guy mm. and realizing it and mm-hmm. we, it was going to it was moving towards a divorce. And I just felt this pressure cooker of stress mm-hmm. from all these different aspects of my life. And it felt like this is too much. I'm overwhelmed. I can't handle it. But I still had to get up every morning and make stuff happen. I was, you know, running my business. It was fairly new. And so I just felt like I need to call on yeah. some powers that I don't currently have. And being able to do energy work on myself every day kind of got me it got me up to the starting gate to be ready to be fully present for my clients. Mm -hmm. So even with all this crazy stuff going on in my life that was stressful, I could detach from that and just be fully present ready to help this person in front of me because I'm not go. distracted with my own stuff pulling at me. Um, but a big part of it was getting my own energy kind of reset so mm-hmm. that I could show up fully. I was going to say, because when you do work with other people and bodies, Brigitte, have you learned this, haven't you, that don't you actually inhale their energy and, you know, you can wear yourself down a lot by working with people all the time. You you sort of inherit their energy, don't you? You know, you've read about that. Uh only if you allow that, and that's your responsibility as the healer, as the practitioner, to not allow that to happen, because if you allow that to happen, you simply cannot do this work. So what do you do? Go back into your head again. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's Excuse me, I'm going back in my head. <laughs> that's the beauty of Reiki, really, that it's sort of you're opening the top of your head and inviting this energy to come through you. You're mm-hmm. not giving your energy okay. to everyone all it's day. It's a tick. It's a tick, Reiki. Yes, a lot of listeners not... are saying, hey, Mark, I've had right. it. It works. It's yeah, real. Yeah. It's wonderful. Right. All right. But you're not exhausted at the end of the day. It mm-hmm. actually kind of refuels you and refreshes you as it comes through you. Mm-hmm. So there have been days where I start the workday with a mild migraine because I don't want to cancel on someone and after doing that session I might feel five times better the pain has cleared because I was pulling healing energy through myself for the client so we both get it we're talking with Lisa Telev lisatelev.com you can check her out here in Tucson Lisa Telev we've got a lot of talented people in Tucson you could be listening in Iceland for all I know but the reality is it's worth flying over here health and weight loss coaching 
Yes. Distance coaching available is something else that you offer yes. out of your wonderful business. And healthy cooking lessons. Let's not deliberate too long on all of this because we know that works. Yeah. All right. But I gather this is done by what, Skype or Zoom over the net? You know, depends on what's good for the client. A lot of people enjoy working over the phone. Sometimes we do FaceTime. Sometimes we do Skype or Zoom. I have found with sometimes it's real glitchy where the call freezes if you're on a video chat. So it just depends. I have several clients that just prefer phone. And so we just do phone and then I send them any follow-up over email. Um, but the from that. It's a great thing, service to be able to do that. Well, and the wonderful thing with that is that, you know, you can help someone if they come in for a massage. Yes, you can help them with what's going on physically. But what if their chronic tension is caused by something they're doing every day in their life? Like one of my clients in Austin was a sugar addict and she had this really bad habit of eating like a whole pack of cookies. Well, when I worked on her, I could only get her up to a certain point of relaxation because her muscles were mm-hmm. unable to relax all the way. So I kind of checked in with her. Hey, I'm curious. What's your diet like? You know, do you drink a lot of caffeine? Do you eat a lot of sugar? And she said, well, actually, yeah, with the sugar. So once I started working with her with coaching, we'd kind of do, you know, one week massage, the next week coaching and back and forth. Right. Over time, she was able to shift what she was doing at home. And then she was able to get much better results with me in massage. So that you know why I offer coaching is to bridge that gap that I like working with okay. the whole person right. instead of just treating symptoms. Well, it's an important thing, and I've interviewed some people over the last month uh, from different companies. The percentage of Americans now is very high that are going vegan, not full vegan. Mm-hmm. They're eating plant-based, uh, uh, not the red meat anymore. Yeah, and uh, but it's like meat. And it's just, just as tasty, and so on. And another one down there. Now, um, you've you, you know you've you've got a list of stuff that you can do, but I can see now it's it's like holistic. You like to, you know, use a little bit of each so that you can do the whole lot. Now, AlisaTelev.com, uh, you are the sole owner and practitioner. Yes. And there's another thing that you do that fascinates me. I've heard about the gongs, Brigitte. But I don't really understand how they work, except I can understand sound a little bit can affect you. The wrong sound affects me. So bongs would be one thing. Uh, gongs I'm talking about. Uh, but I'm talking about uh, forks. Tuning forks. Tuning yes. forks, right? Yes. Now, I'm not quite video yet, unfortunately. But uh, the reality is you've got this set here. Tell us about that. Well, this set on the wooden stand is something that was a gift from my sister, and she bought them not knowing anything about tuning forks. She just went on Amazon and was like, oh, these look cool. (laughs) (laughs) These are the the Planetary Chakra set by Meinl, which is a German instrument company. They're made of stainless steel. Um, What I like about them, they don't sing out as much as the aluminum tuning forks that have a lovely bell-like tone. What's the principle of them? So with these, it's more vibrational healing. So you feel the vibration of these much stronger. So the planetary ones include the energy of the earth the sun the moon mercury venus they have larger planetary sets that include other planets Uh Uh but um it's really neat stuff so the mercury fork typically will use um around the throat chakra and helps with opening communication give us an example so all right because i'm starting to woo woo this one i'm not sure so this is a very subtle sound right it's just a buzz so with this, what what it happens is that you feel nice. a vibration and then you feel a resonant stimulation in that area. So wow. as I'm doing it over my throat, the okay. whole throat feels so like you it's take a fork and, and you whack it and it gives you this. whack it on the activator okay. and, and then you pass it over, over the area that you're treating of the body. Mm-hmm. And so it could be the throat. Throat. Can it cure cancer? 
You know, I wouldn't make any specific claims. Have you seen any results any like that? I haven't worked with cancer patients yet with this, um, but it actually is very effective with migraines. I've been w- using these on myself because okay. of the migraines that I started getting from that car accident okay. years ago. The migraines have continued over time, even despite all these wonderful healthy the things. The principle then over so, the part of the body, does so it have to be external? Because if it's a deep tissue thing or inside or – I mean, no, I'm asking well, the, a lot here about heart and cancer yeah, yeah. because I don't see it no, doing and there, that. Do there you, has Pepita? been There has been benefits shown. The 528 fork, which is this one right here, is uh, like unconditional love energy. This is one of the aluminum forks that sings more. Where would um, that go? Over any area that the needs heart? it. Over the heart is great, but you could do this over someone's head. You could do it over an affected, injured area. I've done it around my neck, the areas that were injured by the car accident. These are tuning forks we're talking about. Yeah, this particular frequency, the 528, um, and you can Google any frequency you want. If it's like benefits of 528 hertz, Google that, and you'll get just pages of information. So these have been shown with cancer patients to create incredible benefit. Okay. Um, See, well, I just haven't used them myself no, no, with no, cancer understand. patients. But so. now you've opened the door a little. Uh-huh. You've turned the corner when uh-huh. you said, um, what would you say, Hertz? Hertz is just a, a number of vibrations per second. Of course, I know that. Yeah. What I'm saying is the vibrations factor. When you mentioned yep. on that, because it's proven now out there in the marketplace, there's lots of different ones, but there's some very, very good ones where you can put the cans on, your headphones on, sit in the lounge chair at home, and you play these specific mm-hmm. mind and frequency scenarios, yes. which yes. they have proven. And binaural beats and all that kind Definitely. of thing. Definitely. Blind mm-hmm. studies. Proven well, and there's even, so this is the same principle. Yeah, there. and I've, I've read several books now on sound healing, and I have several more on deck, um, but one of them talks, it's called Human Tuning, written by a guy who's a doctor and a music composer, and he's done all this research with tuning forks. Um, so he talks a lot about, like, concrete benefits and specific ways that they've been used um, and certain intervals, you know, the distance between this note and that note, just simply holding one tuning fork in front of one ear, the other one in front of the other, if they're at a particular interval, like a fifth or a fourth, there are specific things that that does to our consciousness where there, he's demonstrated there's specific frequencies that cause people to become more enlightened where you might just have a sudden aha, it opens just your mind, opens your consciousness. Yeah, mm-hmm. opens the channels for you to receive downloads of information. Let me ask you this mm-hmm. question. It is a proven fact we all have an aura mm-hmm. because we are X amount of watts in energy. Yep. We're, we're energy. Yeah. Now, the tuning fork, when you go bang on a particular thing, can that disrupt that? Well, you know, it disrupts the dysfunctional patterns. So that's why it is so helpful for breaking chronic patterns like migraines, Mm -hmm. like chronic pain, because you're going in and you're altering the regular rhythm that the body has gotten used to, which it doesn't realize is dysfunctional. So as you're passing the fork through an area, you know, if I'm working on someone who has a chronic issue, let's say around their left shoulder, and I'm working over that left shoulder, very often I'll feel like I'm moving through a disruption in the field, that my fork is encountering resistance, and the trick is stay there, keep going, keep working that particular area until you feel the resistance clear. So, uh, and you can even get um, auditory feedback. Sometimes if you're working on an area outside of an injury, like near my neck, the fork will produce a really shrill, high-pitched overtone that doesn't sound pretty. 
uh, often that tells us, okay, there's more work to do right there. That area mm. has something going on that needs to be cleared. And the lovely thing is being trained in Reiki as I am, I can use the forks in a similar way that I would use my hands in Reiki um, and moving them in that way. You're doing Reiki with the added benefit of the healing frequency. Well, there you go. So that's where I understand it would sound woo-woo to someone who hasn't experienced yeah. it. Yeah, but it is. I like it. I like some of those sounds. They're beautiful. Yeah, some of them are very just angelic and pure and relaxing. And well, let me ask you this question then, and and Brigitte, please step in with this if you know. Yeah, I. Is I it the same principle as the gongs? You know, you heard of the healing gongs, right? Yeah, yeah. Well. My experience has been with sound meditations mm -hmm. and the gongs. Actually, what you're doing mm -hmm. is meditation as well. Yeah, I so. use these for meditation too. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> Everything um, comes back to meditation. Mm -hmm. And from the meditation point of view, uh, meditation is based on relaxation. And with relaxation, you start with the body. And the more you can bring the body into a state of relaxation, A it has a natural ability to heal itself as the tensions are released. Mm -hmm. And what, what uh, the, the meditations I use for that type of healing and for cancer in particular is uh, a series of humming meditations where you hum uh, like this. Mm -hmm. And what you're doing is you're generating your own energy to heal yourself because you're stimulating your energy to go all around your body and it helps break down the blocks and the tensions created by the cancer or whatever the illness is. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's actually a New York oncologist, um, Dr. Mitchell Gaynor, who's written about this, and he found that with these, they're actually from the Tibetan Buddhist tradition. I was going to say, these, I mean, uh, they've done it for thousands of yeah, years. Every yeah. documentary I've ever seen, I'd love to go there one day. Yes. It's on my bucket list, right? <laughs> uh, if I can get up the mountains with my phobia heights, hope phobias <laughs> and all of that. But they, it's a beautiful sound when they hum yes, like that. Yes, and what he found is a lot of his cancer patients went into remission mm -hmm. by keep doing these humming meditations really yes these sound meditations and i myself i think i've worked with three people now with cancer and um it was from the first client that i that that i worked with with cancer that i learned all of this really because uh, he did the humming meditations he also had one of my cds which is a guided relaxation and he played it like to death <laughs> <laughs> um because what it helped him with was fear. Because very often when people have cancer or some life-threatening illness, mm -hmm. they go into fear. And then what happens, the body starts contracting yes. and getting tense, be worse. which is actually making it worse, mm. yes. And so what happened to him was uh, he started to relax, especially kept because he was working with me, he kept listening to my voice on the CD. And... In the, in the more relaxed state, he was able to get clarity of mind about decisions he had to make about his treatments because he was being offered all right. these treatments, yeah. chemotherapy and this, that and the other. And because he felt very clear and relaxed, he made very good decisions about his treatment. And, yeah, he went into total remission. 
That's amazing. Yeah. The power of the mind there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because I don't know how I'd react if I was given that, uh, you know, diagnosis. I mean, it was bad enough when I went in with my mom um, and I sat in that room with the doctor. And it's so surreal when you're told something like, well, she's only got three months to live, Mark. Yes, yes. And she's only 58 years of age. She's yes. very young. Yes. And I just, I, it's, it's like I wasn't there. Yeah. It's so surreal. So imagine it. When it's for yourself. Yeah. And so you go into fear and, and everything shuts down. And then when you're in fear, you can't hear things correctly. You can't hear what the doctor's saying correctly no. because everything becomes all muffled, you know. So. Brigitte Dove, we've touched on meditation a lot. We know what that is. Why should people get into it? It's quite obvious. You've, you've got to do it. A laughter meditation, I understand. Laugh, laugh, laugh. You know, watch more comedy instead of drama, instead of police things and shoot 'em ups. Right, Lisa? <laughs> Have more fun. Laugh. Yes. It's all very yes. well. I'm alone and I can't laugh. I'm miserable. I know. I know what it's like. The benefits of meditation are many. You say you're a master at transforming suffering through laughter and other forms of meditation. Uh, you've been a hypnotherapist and a, a meditation master for over 25 years. And in that time, you've gained considerable insight, real-life knowledge, and a deeper understanding of how to help people get the changes they want in their lives easily and quickly. How do you do this, Brigitte? Well, first of all, I tune into the person individually, and I talk to them about exactly how they are feeling and what's going on with them, with with their body, with their emotions, with their life, you know, if they're in bad relationships or if they are struggling with something with their family or whatever it is. Because when you can pinpoint what the root of the problem is, then it's much easier to bring healing and understanding and insight Because what I help people do is basically heal themselves by gaining insight into how they are maybe making their problems worse or creating them in the first place by having stress-filled habits or eating too much sugar, as Lisa was talking about. And so we look at all of that to see what are the areas in your life Especially a lot, a lot of us have unconscious habits. Now, how do you go about this, though, when you get a new client and you've got to decipher all of this? Yeah. What, what do you do as, uh, you know, do you test anything? Do you prick their fingers, take blood? <laughs> no, do you no. make them take some sort of bark remedy? To, <laughs> how do you know what, what, what to look for? Well, I've been in doing this for about 25 years, so it's my intuition. And yeah, my... but you could be wrong. Could you not be yeah. wrong? No. Okay. Not, not when you are coming from a higher wisdom. Because, okay. Because it's, it's, in a way, it's not really me, Pragito, the personality. It's mm-hmm. the universal the spirit. healing energy that is coming through me mm-hmm. that is actually guiding the session. Right. So I trust that, and especially because I've been doing it so long. I trust what is coming through. And the other thing that is happening, because this healing energy is coming through me, then this creates a safe space for the person I'm talking to to open up. Mm-hmm. And people often tell me things they've never told anybody ever. Mm-hmm. And that is very healing 
because you're able to open up and let go of old hurts and resentments mm-hmm. that have been stuffed down there and things you've never been able to talk about. Well, what's the difference in going to your local priest and opening up or sitting down in a group therapy session where you're all supposed to release those things? Tell me, you know, I believe it. It's not woo-woo because it's a fact. It's getting it off your chest again. It comes yeah. back to that, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But it, obviously it's better to do this with somebody privately. Yes. Who you can trust. Yes, absolutely. It's the trust, the trust that builds. And then what I can do is I give people uh, either very short little meditations to get them started or I give them some of the expressive meditation techniques, which they can do on their own at home Mm -hmm. to sort of speed up their healing. So Expression. Okay, now. People are going to get a good chance here. This is a seven day, but of course, this podcast stays forever, you understand, and it'll be past the date you're doing this. But for those listening now and for those before this time that hear the podcast, um, there's something big that you are doing. It's a seven day meditation challenge. Yes. All righty. And this is on Facebook Live. Yes. Now, the dates are February 23rd to 29th. 2020, February 23rd to 29th at 7 a.m. in the morning, right, to 7.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Yes. So here, Los Angeles or here and the, and the West Coast, but aren't they different time at the moment? Or they, no, no, the same time. Yeah, we're uh, on mountain time. We're, we're on, on right now. Okay. Pacific time. They're an hour. That's right. It's only in the middle of summer here yeah. in Arizona when it gets very hot. We, right. It's the change of time. But this is global. Okay, this and this is going challenge. global, though, yeah. a meditation challenge. What can I expect to see? It's free, by the way. <laughs> oh, well, there's nothing better than yeah, that. exactly. But I could be woo-woo because it's free. If you're not charging me, what's the worth of it, you see? <laughs> oh, the worth is huge. <laughs> uh, very huge. Okay. Yeah, so. What, um, does one, what does one do? Just tune in to. You, you tune in to the Facebook group. You, have, you must sign up. Join the Facebook group. And what is which that? Which is Pragito Dove slash, uh, I'm sorry, um, Fa- Facebook.com slash Pragito Dove. Dove dash uh, Meditation Challenge. Meditation Challenge. All right. Yes. We'll come back on that before we leave. Okay. But great. this sounds fascinating, Lisa. You're sticking your neck out there a little bit. She's coming too. Yeah, that's, that's wonderful. That's good. <laughs> um, replays will be available. Yes. Uh, if you can't make it live. Yeah. I always love that idea. Uh, the seven-day meditation challenge. Meditation sure. is wonderful. There's no doubt about it. But there's a lot of people like me who are hyper sometimes. It takes a while to try and come down. Yes. And, and be and able to tune in. Right. And that's, that's <laughs> what I do in the challenge when we start at 7 a.m. Pacific time is uh, I, will, I, I will take you through a guided relaxation meditation so, and the feedback I get from people is they start relaxing. Well, you've done some of my, some mm-hmm. of mine, haven't you, Lisa? Um, they start relaxing pretty quickly. Because, and then it's much easier and quicker to drop down to your center to blue right. the navel mm-hmm. um, and become a lot more relaxed. And then in that relaxed state, you uh, are more clear-minded. You are aligned with yourself. And when you're aligned with yourself, 
then that transmits out your business is more aligned, your relationships are more aligned, your health and fitness is more aligned. And you start attracting aligned people to you instead of crazy people or whatever <laughs> you've been attracting. But, 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 I know yeah. what you mean exactly. Yeah. Alignment in what you love and what you do and this and that. Unfortunately, I've been one of those people that allows the universe to take me along. Uh, I never know what's next. I never know which road I'm going to go down. I have a bit of an idea, but then I frustrate over the fact I'm not doing what I want to do. You know, I love doing this. This is part of it, but it's only a, a small part of me, you know. I want to do other things. But this whole theme for me today, this show, has been about energy, what comes out of it. I mean, uh, Lisa, there seems to be, I mean, you know, we're talking healing, woo-woo, and the stuff that makes it a valid science because people are negative until science can prove it. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, no one's listening at the moment where there are people on the moon. They don't, no one believes me. There's a false dichotomy between spirit and form in the West that isn't uh, as prevalent in the East. Uh, Eastern cultures like China and Japan, uh, India, uh, although they're very advanced in sciences, they also believe very much in a life force mm -hmm. or spirit mm -hmm. that uh, animates in uh, each of us. Uh, American culture, what's, what's your view on that? Yeah, so American culture, it's interesting, one of the books on tuning forks that I was reading, um, the author was trying to write a dissertation. She was doing her PhD work on <clears throat> studying the benefits of tuning forks, and she kept hitting these walls of frustration because for the American empirical style, they want you to cite all these like uh, peer-reviewed, double-blind studies. You can't do that with tuning forks. Like, you can't do a double blind study. People are going to know if there's a tuning fork or if it's a placebo. Yeah, <laughs> <You know? right. laughs> so, um, but she kept finding that in the West, there's this like wall up that says, Oh, that, you know, life force energy, that means Holy spirit that's relegated to religion. And it's like, no, 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 this is, we're not talking about religion. We're talking about the energy of life coursing through everybody, whatever you believe, this is not a religious thing. However, and there's just this Western understanding. Yeah, but that's spirit and that's religious. Right. You right. can't talk about that. You know, we don't study spirit when we study science. We study measurables. We mm. study, you know, data that you can measure and weigh and pinpoint and quantify. You can't quantify spirit. So we're not going to study it. And it's like Hell, it's you're kind of missing it? the point, yeah. you know, that yeah. like, no, no, no. <laughs> that's not the point. The point is to integrate the way in real life we are integrated. We are bodies. We are spirit. We are this mysterious energy moving through us that makes us alive. You know, I was there when my mom passed away and it was very interesting to see that this body on the other side of the room, once her spirit left, it was clearly no longer our mom. You know, mm. we're looking at her like, yeah, that's just a shell. She's not here anymore. It was just it a was hunk so of meat, huh? obvious. Yeah, it was just Sad, a hunk though, of meat. Sad, though, isn't it? But it didn't even look like her. But I want to believe the that the, Do you believe gone. life after death as a matter of interest? You know, I... I, I keep an open mind. I think I can't, so quote I, unquote, know anything. I don't have any really fixed set beliefs that I know this is what happens when we die. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of mystery in life. And my dad had a couple of near-death experiences before his actual death. Uh, and yeah. what was really neat was that he would come back and just start a conversation so casually, so, like, not upset of... Okay, so when I die, here's what you're going to do. You know, his Bulgarian accent coming oh, up. Yeah. Um, but just 
just he had this peacefulness because he had seen the light, literally that mm-hmm. light that we all travel towards in the tunnel. He'd moved towards the light a couple times right. and he felt that it was safe and it was natural. And yes, he, too, will go there. What about you? Like Pegeta? What yeah. about you? Do you believe in life after death? Uh, I don't really believe in anything because belief comes from the mind. So for me, it's more about just a knowing which comes from the heart. All right. Mm-hmm. And Do you have a knowing of life after death? Yes. I mean, I, I can't say exactly what's going to happen to anybody after, after <laughs> they leave their body, but I do know that we, can, we, have, we have many lifetimes. Well, see, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> this is the interesting part. See, number one, I would hate to think. This business of all the time, go get it, go get it. You've only got one lifetime. You know, I would hate to think that of all the feelings, the emotions, the good, the bad, all the beauty of life and living, everything is totally nothing when you die. You've learnt nothing, nothing to share, nothing to teach, nothing to give. I'd hate to think that. So for me, I believe in life after death. I hope to God it is there because... You know, I'd love to do more things, and maybe you do in another life if you've learned. Maybe you have to learn lessons. Well, well that's the way yeah. I see it. Yeah, that we it's kind of like life Zen school. school. We yeah. have uh, we have lessons to learn, mm-hmm. and we come in we come in this lifetime, and uh, are we going to learn the lessons, which is our karma? You know, which is why we create the people we create in our lives, especially our family of origin. And I know that when I came in, I was just like, I don't know if I was a week or two weeks old, but I remember thinking then, gosh, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to create these ab- this abusive kind of people in my life. So I knew that this lifetime I was going to do everything I could to transform myself so that I didn't create that ever again. I didn't create any more abusive people. In my life. Well, I tell you what, I've read and studied so many uh, cases of life after death experiences, mm-hmm. and they can't all be woo woo. You know what I mean? Yeah. Unless everybody's on the same bandwagon. I think we need to do a show on it. I wish, I'd love to do a show yeah, on near death experience. On three, on, on you know, and, le- and let the listeners judge. You know, um, they can even call in if they wanted to. If they've heard this and they'd like to comment on it, they can always just send me an email at TucsonBusinessRadioX.com. Uh, the show will be up. Brigitte will be up with a photo and uh, uh, interesting bio and, and everything about her and uh, contact details. And the same with Lisa Telev. She'll be up as well on the site, which we permanently do for our guests. And, of course, um, today's show goes out on uh, many platforms uh, throughout the globe on all the various podcast platforms, so you can pick it up somewhere else as well. But otherwise, just go to TucsonBusinessRadioX.com anytime you uh, would like to hear it. We're in the closing stages. I mean, uh, I'd love to go on for hours, but, <laughs> Brigitte, what's, what's, if you were to give some advice to somebody, you know, who was in a bit of a, right now, who may be listening and just doesn't know where to go what to do other than call you or contact you or read your book laugh to tears and silence by the way is that on amazon amazon yeah everything's on amazon isn't it mm-hmm. expressive yes. meditations to calm your mind and open your heart okay um what would you what would you do what would you say well uh i'd say 
join the seven day meditation challenge on Facebook because it's free and it doesn't matter where you live in the world and it's on replay and you can get a really, really good introduction on that to, yes, it's meditation, but it's how to connect with yourself, how to relax into yourself and align with yourself so that you can gain access to your own inner wisdom. Everybody has their own inner wisdom inside them. Whether you're in touch with it or not is another matter. You're born with it. You're born with it. You're born with everything you need. You're born with everything you need, exactly. But you've got to learn how to get in touch with it. Yes, and you are whole. You know, those of us who had abusive childhoods, the part of us that can never be abused is our soul. Our soul is intact. So everybody has that, however bad their life might seem to be. You have the wisdom of your soul, which is full of peace and calm and joy and creativity and has solutions for you. And so you really want to be able to get in touch with and connect with your own spirit, your own soul, your own intuition, your body, your uh your higher self, if if you like that phrase. And that is how you will find your way out of any difficulties or challenges you are in. There you go. And this is free, facebook.com slash Brigito. That's P-R-A-G-I-T-O, Dove, one word, Brigito Dove, slash uh, dash, actually, is dash. Well, dash, dash, no, that's is important. It's a seven-day... Seven-day. Meditation challenge. Meditation challenge. And that's what they've got to get up on the uh, on the Facebook. Yeah, you've got to join the group. Okay, all right. You must so join that. the group or you can't participate. Brigitte Dove, a special guest today on episode two of Healing or Woo-Woo, a master trainer, speaker, meditation expert, author, Uh, has excelled in how to transform pain and fear into joy and inner peace in order to achieve personal happiness and real-world success. Okay, and she founded the Laughter Meditation Program. (laughs) The Laughing Buddha. I have a Buddha. Every morning when I do my exercises and stretches in my gym room, I rub his little belly. Before I start, I light a candle. (laughs) And I say, dude, remind me how I don't want to go back looking like you again. (laughs) Lisa Taleb, the owner and sole practitioner, who's always so busy. How do you do it all on your own? Um, Wonderful. Her uh, contact, her her website is lisataleb.com. HTTP dot semicolon. I just do dub dub dub, right? W W. Uh-huh. In fact, these days, don't you just do lisataleb dot com and it'll come up? Sure, you can yeah, do. I it mean, that you can do that. Yep. Getting lazy. Well, you know and the I mean? last name—it's a Bulgarian name, so most people haven't seen it. It's T A L E V. Very good. So, I yeah. thought it was Talev. Jewish. No, no, it's not Jewish. No. Okay. If, if I were a good Bulgarian, I'd have an A at the end because most, you know, females in Eastern Europe. Whereabouts in Bulgaria? Taleva. Where did your parents come from? Um, well, my mom was American, but my dad was born in Sofia, the capital. Sofia, the capital. Yeah. Listen, her um, her business is called Inspired Wellness Tucson. The Facebook is facebook.com uh, slash inspiredwellness.tucson. Instagram at inspiredwellness.tucson. And it's been an absolute pleasure, Lisa, all the good work you're doing. And keep up your wonderful work for clients. You're helping a lot of people heal. 
Thank you. And it was a lovely uh, idea on the tuning fork, so thank you for that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I appreciate the both of you very much. I would love to continue the series. Um, I'm looking for a sponsor for it. Mm -hmm. But I'm also trying to find alternative healers. Uh, different modalities because there's so much stuff out there but trying to find I remember the first show we did uh, a lady did lighting certain lighting used to get rid of migraines for somebody oh yeah color therapy color, color therapy. therapy there's another mm -hmm. one mm -hmm. uh, so there's so many out there so if you are listening at all you've heard the show and you do know of anybody please get in touch with me send me an email to mark bishop at businessradiox.com and uh, that'll get to me and we can go from there thank you guys I appreciate it thank very you. very much God bless and Thank have a you. wonderful life. Thank you, Mark. Healing or woohoo.